Okay, this is a continuation of my talk about getting a business. Um, this is DJ Real. You're tuned into the Real Understanding Podcast. Anyway, let me continue what I was saying, and I know the, the taboo part was like I'm focusing the conversation on uh, uh, focusing it toward men. Although I am, uh, and it's not because there's something wrong with women being in business, but I do think more men need to join the fray of business owners. And I'm going to say, if you're a man that has negatively been impacted by unemployment, hard to find a job it's hard for you to you've been applying it's hard for you to get into a company without um, I mean and if you do get hired in you have to do something that's very menial and and just low level and uh, you know it's like you relegated to certain roles that are not something that you can thrive in uh, if, if you feel like that's you, business ownership is something that you need to consider. You really need to consider it. And it seems like it's a whole lot of red tape and a lot of, you know, unnecessary rigmarole that you got to go through. To, and yeah, it can be. But it's just like anything else. You know, if you just get a job and you do something that you hate that's very hard to do as well if you get a job that is not paying enough and you're struggling and you're still working and you're working yourself to the bone and you don't make enough to make it to make ends meet that is hard in and of itself so there's something else that you can do about it you don't have to just take that so I would say to any man that is affected or may have felt like that, to really consider reskilling themselves and not just to reskill yourself for a job. I mean a lot of it's a lot of information out there about reskilling yourself for a job. Like I was working, trying to reskill myself uh, to go into the tech field. And so I can do remote work at the same time, operate businesses and different things like that. I'll fall back on the remote work. And I'm like four years away from retirement. I've worked uh, for basically a government agency, um, transit. But, you know, just that's that is a little different. Those those type jobs where basically the taxpayer is. Uh, paying you <laughs> those are I think they're very good jobs it just as far as the times they don't pay enough to keep pace with the times that's the only the only problem we run into you know it's just the, the pay is not there um, in the past been very good but the, to make it clear if you're 
in a position where it's very hard and not saying if you have some sort of drug addiction and you're battling um, you know you got other psychological problems or you know things that keep you from working uh, then it's like having a business on your plate that's just that'll be a lot because you'll be responsible for a lot more than just yourself uh, I'm talking to people that this information resonates to but or resonates with um, and just know more and more we're going to have to be self-reliant um, the skills that we have our talents we're going to have to find ways to make that into uh, a system that we can use for, as a business for ourselves and you know you might be able to create a job for somebody but again if we sit and wait we sit and wait for companies to hire us we fill out these applications and I think recently um, I think it's been about maybe eight or nine applications I filled out like I'm, I'm trying to get myself prepared for what I uh, pivot from my job and I, I gotta do something and, and either it's gonna be another job or it's gonna be me going into business and supporting myself I prefer to do that and I've had my my foray into business ownership so I know how um, all the little details that you find out about and it, it's going to take more than just you you can't do it by yourself that's the thing a business is meant for a group of people to make it happen you can't it's not a solo mission and if you solo there's things you could do solo i mean you can start a landscaping company and go around cutting grass or pressure washing you could do that then you can eventually turn it into a business where you would have employees. You manage a fleet of uh, vehicles to go out and do the same thing, to do the landscape, landscaping and pressure washing and whatever it is that you might be doing. And you have a secretary and somebody to take the phone calls and customer service and um, you get, make sure your insurance and all this other stuff business credit is on par but it it behooves everybody to learn business skills because that's really what i know in the united states that's what make united states go around it's business it was basically founded for businesses you know and, and the people were just there to be exploited some kind of way and it you can take it as a positive or a negative. And I'm not saying this in a positive or negative way. It's just what it is, what ends up happening. So in, in, in regards to waiting on employment, I think that's why they push employment so much. Um, because, I mean, and I'm... I'm going to, I don't know if a lot of people know about it, but the educational system was set up, the public ed educational system was set up by some of the first millionaires like Carnegie and um, Schiff, the, um, 
Bilderbergs, the people that, uh, the Rockefellers, uh, some of the early, early uh, millionaires or billionaires. Uh, as the Industrial Revolution kicked off and was going through, these people was making so much money. And they really didn't want a whole lot of new competition because it was all sorts of ideas popping up. People were just coming with ideas and great ideas, you know. And they decided, those billionaires decided to have public education not to produce more people with great ideas that's going to be their competition. They wanted to groom a workforce. They needed they needed competent people to work in their industries that they had started. And it's the same today. You have the tech industry. Take that. That's like a uh, sort of new industry in comparison to a lot of the old industries. Um, and you have these tech companies that pop up and, you know, the they're looking for talent to work in them and if you're like an innovator and you're like a non-tech person and you come up with some techie idea that might be great you need tech people to get it going I mean it's, it'd be very hard pressed to, to enter into that to be competition and if you did you was able to make it make your your vision viable and, and make it a reality you'll be bought out you'll be approached by some you know established company and they'll come with their checkbook and cash you out and that's been the pretty much how things go you get real big a bigger company buy you out but what that does is yeah you'll be you'll be a millionaire but you won't have any, uh, as far as jobs, you wouldn't have to worry about a job at that point. But everybody can't go that route. It has to be people holding on to their businesses, starting businesses, holding on to them, and giving employment to their communities and, and helping provide uh, an employment base for their communities and if you don't have trained people you can help provide training for that community and keep it going uh, build skills that's for people who do not want to own a business they just want to work for somebody and like I said it, you, you may be that person but you're at the age that no one want, really wants you to work for them and you still need an income. So you might be forced to start your own business by force. And you have to learn to live with it, you know. But either way, I think that is something us men, we need to, to really, really focus on. And I think I was going to say this on my last episode, the part one. I was going to say that prior to the Industrial Revolution, you know, it was more of a agrarian society. The man's role was very solidified. 
uh, when it comes to post-industrial revolution and with the advent of technology uh, making labor less of a thing and it's more knowledge-based, anybody can do the job. So, and women, when it comes to knowledge-based, I'm going to be honest, I think women uh, have men beat in a lot of cases because women, uh, they're able to think left and right brain simultaneously almost. Uh, men are mostly left brain, not to say where we can't switch and learn how to do it, but naturally women can uh, work both hemispheres simultaneously at the same time. Very good uh, business owners and leaders and thought leaders. They're very good at that, naturally. So I think it's a good thing. That's why you see an explosion of women uh, in business because they, they can do business, being honest with you. They're very good at it. So the thing is, that, you know, they're, they're not necessarily out there building homes and doing the hard labor stuff that men used to do so that's why it makes it seem like okay well they getting paid they're wealthy they don't need they don't need men anymore to do those things and it make uh you know it's almost like uh, they're trying to write it as all men are becoming obsolete that type of thing which i think is is a farce we're not obsolete we just have to shift and move differently now. And I think one one of the things is business ownership. We can no longer just sit and wait on another man to provide jobs for us. And uh, that is something that's, you know, it, it, it's putting the bulk of people in positions where if someone don't give them a job, they will be destitute. And that is not a place where you want to be. Of course, um, I, I remember reading, um, it was Robert Kiyosaki had a book, Think and Grow Rich. And I, it talked about the four quadrants. The, um, you, know, you have the employee, the self-employed, the business owner, and the investor. And of course, the employee is at the one end it's like the I would say the worst in the worst scenario is the most vulnerable only thing about him being an employee if you're an employer before you get your money you have to make sure you pay your employees your employees get paid first the business owner get paid last and of course you can be an employee of your own business that's really uh how a business is set up. You can be an employee of your own business. But for the profit, you get the profit last. Uh, the self-employed person is like a person that own that pressure washing business. Of course, they have to, they're the job. You know, they're the business. So if get, they get hurt and sick, they may not be able to do that business. You know, you're a professional you're a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer uh, and you have your own practice, you're the business. If something happened to you, then no business. But of course, the business owner owns a entity which hires people. You might hire doctors, you might hire lawyers, 
You might hire engineers and developers. You might hire laborers, <clears throat> cooks and chefs and whatever, but you're that business owner and you get, you could be the employee of your own company and you can get, you decide who uh, works there and you'll get a profit off the end result. And of course the investor, only thing they do is invest their money into getting a business going and get a return from their investment. Um, so, and that's how they make their money. So, I think the people that's going to float better will be folks that are not reliant on a job. So, that means you have to become the investor or the business owner or even the sole proprietorship owner, the single business, the solitary business. You know, the least vulnerable would be the investor. But if you have to be that employee and you're you're getting up in age, you need to think, really think hard about becoming a business person. And I'm going to stop here with this episode. And I want you guys to really think about it. Um, just please find a way to like and share and, you know, um, I I really want to get this podcast out and I thank you guys for listening. Uh, you guys, I'm going to see you later. I'm going to revisit this and maybe talk some other perspectives of it. Uh, one love everybody. We'll talk later. Peace.